Hey, this is Burke. And due to the nature of this podcast, there might be depictions of graphic violence or harsh language. So, listener discretion is advised. Hey everybody, so in this episode, I kind of hinted towards this was a boss-adjacent topic. Well, an antagonist-based topic, but this is actually kind of focuses on bosses a little bit more than just normal combat. This episode, we're going to talk about adding phases to your boss encounters. And if you played an MMO, you kind of get an idea of what I'm kind of putting out there. For those who don't play MMOs, adding different phases to your combat can add like a little bit more dynamic encounters for your game. And the bright side is, with a little bit of testing in the background, you can actually get these up and running pretty easily. Okay, so let's talk about the framework of what this is going to require. Now, each one of your encounters is going to be different if you're designing these, but you can kind of use some different thresholds to basically cause these phases to ha- phase changes to happen. Okay, so let's start by outlining the boss's abilities as well as characteristics that consider like their combat style when they're when you're designing your phase changes as well. Now, these can change due to let's say boss health thresholds as well, like maybe a 75, 50, 25% uh, like thresholds. A lot of times when you see these done in like a tabletop role-playing setting, they usually go off of like the boss's health statistics, but also you could maybe time base it as well. And that kind of comes into like a planned phase transition. Like you plan that, oh, in three rounds, the something's going to change during the encounter. And then maybe five rounds after that, four rounds after that, maybe one round after that. Your boss might have engaged the golem as soon as you enter the room, but the golem takes three rounds to get started before it starts moving. Additionally, you want to kind of figure out, okay, are their tactics going to change when the phase changes as well? Maybe they go more offensive. Maybe they go more defensive. For that kind of thing, um, think the scene from Princess Bride. Think of the scene where Inigo Montorio is waiting at the top of the mountain for the Dread Pirate Roberts at the top. He gets impatient, so he throws down the rope. Party uses that as phase one to get to the boss. Phase two does a little bit of monologue, then he engages in combat with both, well, both of them engage in combat. Phase three, he switches to his actual main hand instead of playing around with him using his offhand so he becomes more dangerous. This is actually a really good example of building phases in your combat because you can add a narrative phase where A, it's letting you climb up here. He has a monologue between you and the cast as they're climbing up the rope and then they engage in combat. Then it becomes more serious when things become more dire. Now, additionally, you need to also communicate to the players that things have kind of changed without saying entering phase two, entering phase one, entering phase three. Communicate to the players the status of the player, the status of the, the villain. Sorry, the boss encounter. Maybe indicate that they're bloody. Maybe indicate that their breathing has changed. Their focus has changed. Maybe they got a, a tremor in their hand. Maybe a bunch of bandits have kicked into the door. So it engages some more things to fight. So they can kind of indicate, okay, well, that's that's causing the scene transition. Also, depending on how your party approaches the combat, they may shave phases off. They may do something smart to help negate one of the phases. And you should increase the rewards of the for doing so. At the end of the day, we're using adding phases to combat to make it more exciting and more engaging for your players as well. So we should increase the rewards for smart play in addition to just adding more excitement to the game as well.
So you might be asking, well, Burke, what um, what examples can you give me of like different phases? And that's actually pretty easy. We can see this from MMOs. We can see this from games. Hell, even most novels have like a form of phase transition, even though they don't really call it that. A common one you might see is like a berserk phase. Either a health threshold has changed. Maybe you've killed maybe their second in command. Maybe you've killed their lover or something, and it's caused them to go into a rage. Let's say it's increased the amount of attacks they can do. Maybe it increases the damage which they do. Maybe they take more damage themselves because they're not fighting more defensively anymore. We touched on this earlier. Minion summoning phases, which let's say you were fighting a goblin king. You're going to have waves of goblins coming down as well. Or maybe you're fighting a necromancer. Maybe it's Vecna. Maybe you're fighting Vecna and he's summoning a horde of skeletons every other turn as his legendary action. Yeah, they're skeletons, but when he's summoning 50 of them at a time, eventually your players are going to get overrun. So they need to, oh shit, well, I need to fight all these skeletons in addition to the boss. Maybe you have a boss that touches on elemental types and it has an elemental type change partway through the fight. Maybe that instead of the wizard casting fire-based spells, maybe they're casting ice-based spells or water-based spells. Maybe they're doing lots of different things. Maybe they're getting their power from the elements themselves and maybe the element, they're like, hey, I need your help. And all of a sudden, the big bad that you're fighting all of a sudden gets this new earth armor and takes reduced damage and does more earth-based damage or even has earth-based attacks as well now. Now, not all phases have to be more damage output. Maybe the damage is really hard out right out the gate and then they have a vulnerability phase where the boss is taking increased damage or it shuts them down for a brief second like maybe they're winded maybe they're just exhausted from the amount of energy they're expand, expelling. Another one, which is actually really easy to implement, is the shielded phase. Maybe they are in a dome right at the beginning of the fight as you fight the minions. And as time goes on, you finally are able to pierce the shield and fight the boss itself. Don't be afraid to give them a regeneration phase. Where they use heal spells. Maybe they have a ring of regeneration. Maybe they throw themselves into a healing pool to bring them back to full health. Hell, you might be finding a rogue and they could have a stealth phase where they're sneaking around. Maybe they're hiding from the shadows. Maybe they're shooting the party from the shadows and they have to figure out, hey, how the hell do I get to the boss? Another fun one is the actual puzzle phase. Maybe they're going in through a trapped room that requires some puzzle solving to get to the boss itself. Don't be afraid to add like a sacrificial phase. Maybe the cult leader is sucking all the life force out of his minions as the type boss fight goes on to gain more power, do more damage, gain more health. And one of the last ones I can just read off from the top of my head is a gauntlet phase, which you might be fighting in this tunnel that's in the process of caving in and you need to outrun the cave in while fighting the boss. That's an interesting way to deal with it and it adds another level of danger oh and one last one while i'm still sitting here thinking about it because i could probably read these off all day like i it's really easy to kind of build these things but the last real one is a desperation phase and it's really easy to add the desperation phase when the boss is getting close to defeat and he knows he's beaten he's going to fight like a rabid dog to get away from the party getting away is their main concern and none of these are hard to just implement into your game they're none of them are. They're super easy just to plug and play into your game. You may need to test certain things because it's going to change the CR of the fight, especially if you're adding like an enraged phase. Because 
If I'm going to deal more damage, you need to test out and make sure you're not one-shotting your players. And if you are, if maybe that's what you're going for, then you maybe need to skew the numbers a little bit so it's a little bit more fair. Maybe they attack more, but they actually do a little bit less damage. Or maybe they attack two times, but their damage is increased. But their damage they're taking is also increased as well. Okay, I guess while I'm sitting here, I might as well build one of these things out from scratch i hinted at a necromancer early on fine let's build that necromancer let's say this necromancer is in the process of getting something out of this book maybe it's in the process of casting this massive ritual and in the process he is vulnerable to outside attacks so let's give him a shield so let's add a shield phase during the shield phase the necromancer isn't engaging with the party so question one what is building the shield is it based off of an item? Is it based off of the building itself? Is it based off of minions that are also out there casting the shield upon the boss to give him time to finish the ritual? Okay, easily enough, let's make this a minion phase. So let's add a ton of undead around him. And let's say there's four casters who are keeping the shield on the boss themselves. And let's say as the minions die off and the channelers die off, let's say the shield can't be sustained easily with two people or even one person so not necessarily you don't have to kill all four of them maybe you need to kill two of them and maybe you just do a concentration check to make sure that the two can hold it together and if they can they can but if they can't then let's say after the shield drops and you enter phase two where the boss can take damage now does the boss engage during phase two depends depends on how many minions there are and maybe you add another summoning phase in there maybe you add a dracolich burst through the wall or a skeleton dragon burst through the wall and engage the party that way maybe the boss engages alongside the skeletal dragon i don't know maybe when he's taken 25 percent damage maybe that's what interrupts the cast of the ritual or maybe he casts a ritual if he's not interrupted at all let's say the party isn't engaging with him at all and maybe we need to add a threshold where he will break off of the ritual, which let's say, let's just have that be health based. So let's just say after he's taken 25% health, then he stops casting the ritual. Okay, so now how many rounds is the ritual? How many rounds does that take for the ritual to be cast? Let's say five rounds, six rounds. It's not that bad. It's a, it's a long amount of time where maybe he's already been in the process of casting this ritual. So it's not terribly hard to tweak how long it's going to, how much longer it's going to take to cast this spell. So we've already added two phases, basically. We kind of combined the shield phase and the minion phase together. So I'm counting so far two phases. That's not hard. It's not hard to add, just add that to the fight. Now, I'd probably add a desperation phase on this as well. He doesn't want to die or, well, he's already dead or maybe he's already dead. Well, either way, he wants to get away. So what percent do I add the, oh shit, I got to get the hell out of here. Do we add it at 25%? Do we add it at 20? I dare guarantee he's not going to go all the way down to 10% where maybe a barbarian would maybe consider running at 10%, but let's be real. They're going to probably stay and fight until they die. So likely, let's say 25%, maybe less if he's a lich. Now, if he's a lich, he already has an out. He has a phylactery he's going to go back to. So that's not that big of a deal. Maybe at 25%, the, the hand quotes desperation phase, maybe he releases a magical darkness on the room giving everybody disadvantage on trying to find or fight him. And that's when he uses the thing to get away. But the party should figure out, oh, well, shit, I gotta get, get him or catch up with him. Or is there any way out of here? So we need to listen and hunt him down. 
and that dragon might still be out at this point. It makes an interesting encounter, and it's not terribly hard to do. Just a little bit of testing. Just get your hands get your hands on your player's character sheets. You should always have a copy of them to begin with, and it's easy to do some rolls, even just expedite the rolls, and just go. Okay, well, we're gonna give median attacks. Let's say he they hit every couple. And like just just tweak the numbers and kind of figure out. Okay, how bad is this? And it's not hard to do. It just takes a little bit more time out of your day when you're planning out your encounters to go. All right, this is how often this character should hit. The this thing would they be able to kill this thing assuming they don't miss okay how if they missed every third attack how difficult is this i get it shit happens sometimes and dice fumble but if you test this thing enough and you test it against your actual characters uh character sheets it's not going to be hard to figure out and balance it as long as you're not going out there and just one-shotting them and it's okay to have difficult encounters and if you're out there to have different difficult encounters go for it not every boss fight needs to be the hardest thing they fought it shouldn't be one boss trying to one-up each other everything's going to have their different scales for difficulty and i didn't really say this earlier on you can have face changes narratively as well maybe different sections of the ritual cause certain things to happen maybe the room fills full of water maybe part of the roof caves in maybe the roof blows out into the void Maybe they're in the process of summoning some elder evil. Maybe that's in the process of coming in the door. So let's say there's this big door and let's say something is putting its fingers in the door trying to pry it open and your party is, during this phase, is trying to keep that thing from being able to open the door. It's not hard to build these and frankly, it adds so much more to your boss encounters. You don't need to do this for every little encounter, but if you add this to like your boss encounters, it makes a hell of a difference. Holy shit. I did this all in one go. Like this wasn't that hard to talk about. This is actually one of my favorite things to do when I'm building. Also wish me luck because I still need to record the bonus episode, which I think I'm going to try to do after this, which I don't even know if that's going to be possible to do. I just didn't have the time I thought I did this week. And it's funny, every time I call out that I'm gonna do a bonus episode, I never find time to do it. Just something happens. Yesterday was the last episode of the Talor campaign. And I kind of did something I wanted to do for a long time. Let's just say my character picked up a portable hole in the last episode and we decide, I decided it was a good idea to stick the portable hole in a hat, put a chair in it, and float around like Grogu using Mage Hand. Hey, it's an easy way for me to now have access to flight. So we are still working out on dates for the next episode of the Talor campaign. It does sound like it's closer to the end of July though. Also, I hate to miss another episode, but I won't be able to record one for the 10th of July. I have some family stuff going on, and honestly, I'm not going to be up to recording in the situation I'm kind of been in. And maybe if I feel up to it, I might figure out a way to record something. And as a reminder, you can find our Discord as well as all the other socials in the description below. And lastly, if you enjoyed this episode, if you tell a friend about it, that'd be awesome. And thank you so much for making it to the end of this episode, and I'll catch you on the next one.